This episode of the Somebody Said Podcast is powered by... When you've been injured, you deserve help from an attorney that knows how to handle your injury claim. This is attorney Clinton Paris from the law office of Clinton Paris. For over a decade, I worked for insurance companies, and now I use that knowledge and experience to help people that have been injured. For a free consultation, call me, Attorney Clinton Paris, at 813-413-7924. That's 813-413-7924 or at parislawoffice.com. At the Law Office of Clinton Paris, we take the pain out of being hurt. Offices, Riverview. This is going to be a super dope episode of the Somebody Said Podcast. Uh, it's going to be our very first installment of our family and friends show. Uh, what that's going to be is we're going to bring in family members and friends to come in. Uh, we're going to talk whatever you guys want to talk about sports-wise. So you want to talk uh, who's the GOAT. You want to talk about who's got the best chances to win this year. You want to talk traits. Uh, your favorite team, our favorite team, whatever it is you want to talk about, family and friends, we're going to bring you on and we're going to do a family and friends show. This is going to be our very, very first one. We've got a phenomenal guest lined up. Tune in, sit back, have a good time. As always, if you follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe, let us know your thoughts. Uh, if you want to get in on a family and friends show, let us know, reach out to us, and we'll get you on the show as well. Let's dive into this show we've got. Super excited about this one. I am Breeze, as always. I'm joined by Punk. Yes, sir. Unc Shay's not with us. He might be able to drop drop in in a little bit. So if he, if he drops in, that'll be cool. Um, but we are joined by a very, very special guest. We are super excited to get him. We've been trying to get on his schedule. Busy man, uh, the president of Virginia State University, uh, Dr. Makula Abdullah. Welcome. Out. Welcome. Hey, it's nice to see you, uh, Breeze. It's good to see you, Pump, and I'm excited to be here, man. Always representing the great Virginia State University uh, on my chest and in my heart. And uh, yeah, man, I'm excited for the conversation. So to get us started, you got to let us know what's the connection. So there's some familiarity. You you know this guy. You Just know a little Pump. Bit. Yeah, yeah, I know Pump. That is that is correct. If you, he, he know, the best he knows, way I can say it. Yeah, he knows Aaron Williams. You know the second. Um, that's right. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't know Pump yet. Uh, okay. That's cool. So uh, no, I know A. A. Ron. I know A. A. Ron from way A. back in the day. So I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna tell you like this, Breeze. If you look in the background, right on top of that IKEA thing back there, there's mm-hmm. there's degrees back there. You see those? I see. One of those. See one of those got my name on. Okay, so I I, I taught that young man uh, as as a, as an engineering student, a wonderful student, by the way, uh, and uh, and and. And a great guy. I think we bonded together over sports and over his, he's a Floridian who somehow has this incredible love for Chicago, right? He thinks he's from Chicago. I do think and I'm I, on the other hand, he, he, he believes it. And I, on the other hand, am from Chicago, but I have a real love for Florida. And so ah. uh, we don't understand each other. And that non-understanding has bonded us together for years. And and I got to thank him because uh, whenever I get a new job, when I got my job at Virginia State, uh, Aaron always sends me some, uh, some fresh new uh, colored kicks. Uh, and I always appreciate it. He sent me some, some Jordans, some skate, skateboard Jordans, suede, um, uh, uh, blue and orange, uh, orange and blue Jordan. So Jordan won. So I appreciate that. He's a good man. Got to keep him clean, man. That's right. That's right. Got my race of blues on now. Race of blues right now. That's what I'm rocking right now. I dig it, man. Got to keep the press clean. Hey, okay. man. Take care of your right, people. You got to take care of your people. Yes, sir. Like I, like, kind of like I said before, you know, I, I respect the, 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 the seat of the presidency, and that's cool. You know, on, on this show, we like to kind of loosen up, get the real deal. But for the first few minutes, let's, you know, be those people, and then we'll have fun. Yeah. All right. So um, I read in a, a newspaper article at the beginning of the month that, you know, you guys at Virginia State University and um, the CIAA actually decided to cancel a uh, basketball season. Um, yeah. Now, you, I know you as a huge basketball head, 
And also, you guys uh, at BSU, the, the men's team, weren't you guys just coming off of a couple championships the past couple seasons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I, so yeah, I mean, kind of what all went into that, you know, decision? Because I know right now this, you know, Big Ten, ACC, some of the big boys, they're still out there doing what they're doing. But what kind of led to your decision? i tell you what, man. It was, one, as a basketball fan, it was hard. As you said, I'm a huge fan. I'm courtside as, at many games as I can get to. Um, I try to work scout team with the girls uh, whenever I can. Uh, and so um, as players, as athletes, as students, as human beings, it's, it's all love for the coaches too. Um, but this, I mean, this COVID thing is just a, a, a crazy animal. And the question becomes, um, what level of risk are you willing to have your students go through, have your student athletes go through? Um, I don't fault anyone for taking on the acceptable risk for their institution. Uh, but for us, it was it was unacceptable. So we made the, the very challenging decision of not having students on campus for the fall semester, one of the few public universities outside of California to do that. And so in order to start basketball season, we actually had to bring the students back to campus. So it wasn't like just starting practice. It was we had to bring them back to campus. So that's why we probably made our decision a little earlier than most, because we just had to make a call. Are they coming back? And we decided not, not to. So um, it's a difficult decision. Uh, and again, I don't follow anybody who's playing, but it just wasn't, wasn't the right decision for us. So, so with that being said, and you said like, it's a very difficult decision, with that being said, are you afraid of any like long-term consequences of what it may have for the, the university, for the, the, the teams, recruiting, all that going forward? Oh, for sure. I think uh, um, I know that, and I, that uh, some of our student athletes are disappointed. Um, I can only imagine how this will impact them and impact other folks who may be interested in recruiting. Um, but it's so, you know, the first thing just had to be for me, you know, health, uh, health of them and also the long-term impacts of COVID. Uh, there's some who are doing studies now that, that say that there's possible other impacts if you've had it, particularly for those who are athletic, you know, in terms of heart issues. And so, you know, we just wanted to err on the side of caution. I think one of the great things is when you play, you know, we're a D2 school. Uh, and so we're not, you know, we're not making money in athletics. I mean, it really is a, a, a student-driven uh, aspect of extracurricular activity. Uh, and so we don't have to, we're not worried about, you know, income. We can just kind of make a decision based on what's best for, what we think is best for the student. So you, you kind of mentioned, you know, you guys being a D2 school. Does that maybe hurt you in the long run? Do you, do you feel that might hurt you kind of maybe try, trying to transition into being a D1 school? Uh, you know, it, it is, uh, that question, you'd be surprised, comes up a lot. I think a lot of people that want to know you know, are we interested, in, especially with some of the reorganization in the MEAC recently? Do we want to be D1? Um, I'll just say this. We enjoy uh, being D2. Um, I, I think we've got a chance to really, you know, make a lot of noise at D2. I'd love to see us compete for national championships. Uh, you know, I, so I, right now, that's our primary thing. That's really where we're going to focus. Okay. You know, there was a nice presidential a, answer. That's a very hey, good question. You, you like that, don't you? You like that. That's what you're saying. It was a quote that came out from um, your athletic director, Peggy Davis. And I really just, I want to share this because we, a lot of people are upset about some of the decisions that other schools have made, you know, to, to play sports. Mm -hmm. um, and to your point, everybody has to decide what's best for their student body and for their faculty. But she made this quote that, man, she said their health, and speaking about the students, obviously, their health, their health, safety, and well-being are non-negotiable. Mm -hmm. A lot of people did a lot of negotiating in terms of health around this, in terms of what was most important. And so the fact that you all were, made, were able to you know, make that tough decision, it is a tough decision you know, to say that it's not negotiable, you know, putting our kids first. Um, you know, I, I think that really sets a fine standard. And I would have to think that your community appreciates that. You know, and yeah, as yeah. parents think about sending their kids to your school, they'll remember that. Yeah, that's huge. I hope so. I, I hope it can, it can help us with recruitment, right? But uh, one, Peggy Davis is the best athletic director in the country. She's been at BSU for 20 years and does incredible work. Um, and again, we do understand that uh, every school has to make its own decision. And they're all different. And they're, they're no easy decisions here because you can't stay locked up in the house all the time and do nothing. Uh, but at the same time, we as professionals uh, and as folks who care about I'm in higher education because I care about the kids. So you got to lead with that and make the decisions that you think are best for the institution. So I'm, 
I'm proud of her for making that recommendation to me uh, because it shows her professionalism and how much our coaches and athletic directors care about the kids. That's all right. Yeah, so you kind of you kind of mentioned uh kind of mentioned recruiting in that, and it made me think about um early this year, um, McCore Maker decided to you know top recruit in the nation decided to go to HBCU. Um, I think Mikey Williams, another top recruit in the country, also yeah. kind of threw it out there about going to HBCUs. How do you feel like maybe that momentum that could have been started back then has kind of shifted because of COVID now? And do you think that there's a way for you guys to really kind of capitalize off that and really get some of those big names to a VSU, to a Jackson State or FAMU? Man, look, let me tell you this. And I'm going to come back to you, the actual question. I'm going to paint a different picture for a minute and I'm going to come back. There was a time, particularly when I was coming up, where if you were a top-ranked basketball, football player, revenue sport, that you had to go to an ACC school, a Big Ten school, an SEC school in order to be seen, right? Uh, those were the schools that, that were on television a lot. Those are the schools that had the national brands, Notre Dame, right? And if you went to a school like that, that you could get on television, help your draft status, uh, help your brand to be able to move forward. Man, I think the real cool thing is, and as evidenced by this podcast, right, the world has changed. And Zion Williamson, did not need Duke to get drafted in the NBA. Nope. Zion, Zion could have went to any school, and that school would have been on television. That school would have had a, a million Instagram hits of him dunking on somebody, and he still goes to the pros, right? So now it's at a level where Duke needs Zion. Zion don't need Duke. And so I think with that, right, I, I believe these young people, as they develop in their brands and seeing the, you know, Ball is, first, uh, ball is life videos and, and having a highlight video, that they're beginning to understand that they don't, for, the, for the, the reputation they need, they don't need the schools to do that. And I think it's going to be where they start to look at maybe HBCUs, maybe not, right? Um, maybe alternative pro methods. Uh, but I think they've got a lot of options, and I think we're one of those options. Because now, I mean, Zion comes to Virginia State, you can't tell me it – he's still, he's still going to be the number one pick. That's not going to change. Uh, and I think Mikey Williams understands that. When he put that tweet out, everybody jumped on that tweet, Jack. I sent him a response saying, you come to Virginia State. I know he's not coming to a national school. Um, but they understand that it's a way to generate energy, a way to generate brand, and that especially with the name and likeness thing coming out of the NCAA, right, that, that they'll be able to have more ownership over who they are and over their brand. And I think that just expands the – I don't think that the Power Five conferences, particularly in basketball, uh, are going to continue to dominate the landscape for basketball the way they have. I think mid-majors, HBCUs, um, community colleges, I think everybody is in play now uh, because of Instagram. So that's my thought, man. I'm glad I you mentioned about that. that. I thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> you very presidential in your answers. Hey, I'm trying to be less presidential. It's not working. <laughs> I thought I thought that I thought that one was kind of in between. You know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, real quick. University. Real quick though. So you, you, I was, I was thinking about that name, image, and likeness. Yeah. Right. And uh, recently, in this past week, we've seen a couple schools start to put together programs around that. Right. And they're starting to get their branding together for that type of thing. You know, how do you see that translating for you all? We are in Florida. You're obviously in Virginia. So Florida uh, legislature has already passed a bill where that is going to go into effect from Florida legislation January the 1st. Mm -hmm. How does that look for Virginia? And then how does that potentially affect you guys? Um, to be honest, I'm not ex exactly sure. I know we've got smarter people than me working on that at Virginia State. Um, I think it doesn't I think the programs that are going to be most impacted by that are those who generate revenue from the athletes that they're not sharing with athletes. Okay. Uh, and to be honest, we don't generate, you know, I'm not selling a million jerseys with somebody's, you know, with somebody's name on them. Uh, and so it'll be easier for us to navigate that in terms of sharing name, like, because we're not really bringing in a lot of revenue from that now. Um, I think it's probably a much more challenging uh, question for the schools that you see on television, the ones that sell a lot of jerseys, 
than it is for the ones that don't necessarily sell a lot of jerseys. So, um, so yeah, so I, I think we'll be, we'll be fine uh, is the real answer, that we're good. But I don't, I don't know all the details, to be honest. Somebody else is going to see me. All right. Gotcha. So, so now that we know that VSU is in good hands from now until, you know, you decide to, to hang it up, Jordan or LeBron? Thank I'm you, A.A. Sure. Ron. Thank I'm, you. I'm I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Well, first I mean, of all, let me say this. Let me say this. And I, I'm, 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 I'm going to be a little bit more animated because we're on a podcast and it sells tickets. Uh, but, I, but I made an agreement. I made a, a statement a couple of years ago. I think I made it in a Facebook thing with you, actually. You did. Yeah, you that did. That I finally decided that Jordan and LeBron are number one and number two. They're number one and number two. And if anybody who believes whatever order, generally, I'm not going to fight with them. You know, that Jordan is a good enough player that you shouldn't have to talk smack about him to elevate LeBron. And LeBron is the same way, right? So I happen to believe that LeBron is number one, and I'm going to state that case later when you ask me to. Uh, but I cannot – I really can't deny anyone who thinks Mike is, is number one. I, watch, I grew up watching Mike, incredible ball player. But I tell you what I won't do, and I'm going to tell you what I will not do. There is nobody else in that conversation for one or two. And if you come with anybody else, see, me and you going to have a problem. Kobe, and I like Kareem, and I like Kobe. I like Bill Russell. I like Will Chamberlain. I like Larry Bird. I love Magic Johnson. But they are, there is nobody else in the GOAT conversation save LeBron James and Michael Jeffrey Jr. And LeBron is number one. I take offense to that a little bit, but ahead, I'm not going to get into my offense. Are you able no. to still go home to Chicago after saying stuff like that? Hold on, hold on. No, wait, not wait, really. Wait, wait, no. listen. <laughs> me and this man have had this conversation. Actually, we kind of we kind of stopped it, but for for a minute, me and him were having this conversation. It felt like almost every other week on on Facebook, right? When the, when the Bulls were in their prime, right? Prime D Rose. And LeBron had just left Cleveland, went to Miami. And, you know, me and Doc would always talk, you know, ball. I always just assumed that Doc was a Bulls guy. You're from Chicago, you got to be a Bulls guy, right? Get to know him a little more. He, he's, this, he's this weird, strange, analytical guy, right? And then all of a sudden, here comes D. Rose. So, of course, I'm thinking, hey, man, hometown's doing it. And he says something like, "Yeah, but they're doing it big down here in Miami." I think at the time you were at, um, you were at what Florida Memorial, or yeah, yeah. Right? So he's down in South Florida, and I'm thinking he's about to hop on this bandwagon with me. Oh no, he was full South Beach, like he had completely gotten turned out to South Beach. I'm like, who is this guy? So me and him had the whole back and forth between you know D Rose, LeBron. How are you not on this Bulls bandwagon right now? Blew my mind. Man, look, and, and, I, and I love the Bulls. I, I, um, I grew up watching them. I went to the playoff game that Jordan played. I, I was at the game after he scored 63 against the Celtics uh, when he was back in Chicago Stadium for the next game, right? So, and, and I remember when the Bulls couldn't lose, and it felt like they had two Jordans, right? They had Mike. And Scotty was another. That's what we said. We got two Jordans. Scotty was just that good. And then, then Rodman came. I mean, so I'm a, I'm a real Chicago fan. Real talk. Now, but having said that, one, I think the game continues to get better. I think that, that the stars elevate the game. So I think, I think LeBron is building on Jordan's legacy. But then the other thing, I'm a real talk. When LeBron made the decision, and I know this ain't got nothing to do with basketball, and I can't really count it. But when I go to the court and I want to play, I want to play with my guys. I go to court, so I want to play with him, him, and him. And so when LeBron made that same call and said, you know what? I want to play with him and him and changed the whole league, the whole league. You used to hear about agents. You don't even hear about agents no more. You hear about players. Players run a game. Not even the GMs run a game. They do what the players say do. I thought that, that, that was powerful. And that was the, the complete switch over to me you know as dope as that was and i'm, and I'm with you and I, I think that i think that you and me had a conversation a while i think me and breeze have had a conversation that you know Le lebron is in my you know my top conversation of people who have changed the game right i think michael jordan made it global you know mm -hmm. bird and magic saved it bill russell is just right. this 
you know, uh, the right. social impactful guy, Allen Iverson, made it okay for people to look like LeBron James. That's right. And then That's LeBron right. James gave the players back their power. And right? you got to add, you got to add Kevin Garnett, you got to add Dirk, Dirk Nowitzki, and you got to add Steph Curry to that list. Change oh, so, the game. You gotta add so, now, so now, with that, so with that being said, right? that it's cool mm-hmm. that LeBron gave this, this power, you know, where guys are able to, you know, they play with their dudes. They, they hold their futures in their hands, as they should, right? Mm-hmm. I've always made the argument that even though that's cool, I enjoy mm-hmm. the, the prospect of competition. If, if, if I know you can ball and you know I can ball and we hit a court and we get a five on five, well, I know that you and me going to dominate. Why don't I want to just beat you and tell you that I'm better than you? I want to, when you go to the court, mm-hmm. is that how you go to the court? I want to right? beat everybody that's there. You want to be there? So you want, you want the best players on your squad? No, because I know I'm going to win. I want the challenge. You, I, I enjoy the challenge. If I know that right now, if, if we got four scrubs on each team and it's you and me, I want you. <laughs> Look, I'm going to say, if I want a good workout, Right. If I want a good workout, you you right. Sometimes you go to the court and you divide them up evenly and you pick the teams like that, right? But when it's a whole bunch of people at the court, a whole bunch of people, and you want to run all day, you want your squad to run with you. You don't be talking about let's even this thing up. You be like, give me, give me big fella, give me the shooter. I'm gonna take you. Matter of fact, there's a guy who's been sitting on the bench for three years and never got off the bench. Why? Because you pick somebody who just lost. You ain't even supposed to do that. That's how we do, and that's, that's all they doing is 30 teams, right? It ain't two teams, it's 30 teams. Now, to win a ring, you got to be lucky. Uh, you got to be injury-free. Uh, you got to catch a couple of breaks, and you got to have the best squad out there. You got all those things got to work, you know? James Harden is one of the best players that ever played a game. He's trying to get traded. He may not ever win a ring. There's a chance he can go through his whole career and not win a ring. Um, that's why I think KD did the right thing. Look, KD, I know, he went to the squad that had just beat him. Already, they didn't even need him. But Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley, Carl Malone, John Stockton. I mean, there's a whole bunch of people. And Mike was like, nope, nope. If them jokers had played on the same team, they might have beat Mike. That's all I'm saying. So, you know, it's actually nice to hear somebody say that because I'm one of those people. I feel like those guys play the game to win every year you want to win a championship and i was very critical of somebody like a carmelo anthony when he re-signed with the knicks because that told me he didn't care about winning he wasn't prioritizing winning right if he had went to the bulls him and derrick rose had a real good opportunity to try to make a run at maybe multiple rings mm-hmm. so then if i'm going to criticize him for not prioritizing winning i can't not I can't now knock somebody like LeBron who's doing that or somebody like a Kevin Durant who's doing that. So I'm, I'm actually with you on that one. Y'all here preaching. No, no, but that, that's an important. That's important, Breeze, because it's really like you can't have it both ways, right? If we say we want our athletes to be all about winning and then they do something that's all about winning and then we go, no, KD, you're not winning the right way. What? what? You, you said it was all about winning. You said it was all about championships. So the move he made was all, it wasn't about his legacy. It wasn't about whether they were going to think more highly of him. It wasn't about more points. It wasn't about more rebounds. It was just about a ring. That's yeah. what we say we want. Aaron, uh, Pump, come on, man. So, so, so hold on. So, so to that point, and, and you mentioned, you know, the game is evolving. The game is changing. That's, it's, it's always going to change, right? There's going to be somebody that comes along, you know, when, when Bugs grows up, that's going to be compared to Le- LeBron James, right? Right. So I, I almost feel like in that in that era, if you're in the you know the '80s, '90s, I mean late '80s, early '90s is when I focused on basketball. I I hate Isaiah Thomas, I hate Vinnie Johnson, I hate all of them, but I respect the Pistons, right? Mm-hmm. But if they never won, do I look at somebody like do I look at Pat Ewing and say uh, he wasn't that good? Do I look at Carl Malone and say, nah, he wasn't that good? I feel like in in that era growing up, you respected them because of how they played yeah. the game. Right. So whether they won or not, you knew that they lost to the baddest man on the planet. You can't knock Carl Malone for losing to Michael Jordan. You can't knock him. Right. Right. So now I feel like we're in this era where if you don't win, everybody just calls you a loser. 
Yeah. So now it's like they're prioritizing, but how can you not, you know, if LeBron never won a ring, you can't deny what the man did on the court. He just didn't win a I, ring. I think that's what's interesting about the GOAT argument is that the previous GOATs redefine the entire argument. Because, you know, I was, I was alive when, when Michael Jordan became the best player of all time. It wasn't after he won six rings. I mean, you know, people talked about Mike as being the greatest that ever played probably soon after he won one, maybe two rings, you know. And Russell still had 11, and Kareem still had six. But it wasn't – it was that you saw something that you'd never seen before, somebody who was unstoppable in their prime. And he was in the GOAT conversation before that. But I think now that Mike is gone, right, we look at Mike's resume. And I don't, I don't think this is a bad thing, right? I'm just saying that it just is, though. We look at that resume and we say, okay, in order to be in a conversation, you've got to have that resume. When Mike didn't need to have that resume, when he got in a conversation, right, uh, Magic didn't have that resume when he got in the conversation. People was kind of talking about Will and Kareem, but they weren't talking about Kareem's six rings. They were talking about he was all-time leading scorer. Nobody could stop his scoring. And that's how Mike kind of jumped into the conversation. So I think that's one of the things that is tough on LeBron is that he's got to go over a hump that didn't exist before Mike created the speed bump, right? And I, and I think it's going to be a huge challenge. I mean, who else? What kind of career are you going to have to have to be the next person to get into the GOAT conversation? If LeBron can get to the finals nine or ten years, you know what I'm saying? In a in a talented league and win four rings, how do you, who's the next guy to get? How, well, man, you only been to the finals six times. You know what I'm saying? You you only average twenty points a game in your career, man. LeBron got twenty seven. The bar is about to be so high that I'm not sure there's ever going to be another goat. But I but I'm sure they said that about Wilt. So what are we gonna do, right? Wilt set so the bar. Somebody came and brushed. So. You know. That's kind of the cool thing about it, right? And, and you, you mm-hmm. kind of made mention of it, right? Until somebody comes along and does something that hasn't been done, right? LeBron has come right. along. He's done something that hadn't been done in his way into that conversation. It's going to take somebody coming in and doing something that hadn't been done. Now, I want to ask you this, though, mm-hmm. because when you go back and you hear about when Jordan was becoming the guy, yeah, the people who were the guys before him, kind of gave him that, like Magic gave him that, Bird gave him that, right? They were the ones saying, listen, this dude here is about to be, you know, better than us. And so I think for a lot of people, it seemed like that probably gave a lot of people almost the okay to accept Jordan into this stratosphere of basketball grace. LeBron didn't necessarily get that. Do you think that kind of makes it a little more difficult in public opinion to say, if Kobe had come out and said, hey, listen, I'm nice, but this dude here is about to be, you know, mm-hmm. outrageous, or if Shaq was still playing, say, yo, this guy coming behind me is about to be, right. if he would have gotten that publicly from the guys who were considered, you know, uh, bona fide Hall of Famers, do you think it would make it easier for the public opinion to say, hey, listen, it's okay to say that LeBron's the GOAT? And look, I'm going to tell you now, and again, this is from an old guy who was there, right, who saw those interviews in real time, right? So, one, well, Bird had the best quote when he said that, you know, Mike was, uh, you know, God and sneak, Jesus and sneakers, God and sneakers, yeah. something, something like that, right? But here's the funny thing. So when he said that, which, again, was a 63-point game after he beat the Celtics, I think that was his rookie year. Might have been the second year. I can't remember. Yeah, second year. Mike had a reputation for the first couple of years that he would never win a title. But that's something that you don't hear about now because he won. Clearly, he, you right. know, but at that point, it was, could he win? Was he going to be a winner? He was kind of thought of like a James Harden. He was impossible to stop, but his team couldn't win. And when the playoffs came and you put a little body on him, they wasn't going to be able to perform. And he was talked about in the same breath as Dominique Wilkins. Of, he's going to get his, or Alex English. He's going to get his, but your team's not going to win. You can't put a team around. And, and there hadn't been, even though in hindsight, Magic was doing it, but people didn't see it. There hadn't been a guard or wing-led championship team. They had all been center-led teams. Oh, yeah, big, big. Again, in hindsight, Kareem 
really wasn't the leader of the team, right? But it, it all had big, big men on the team. So there was also this kind of myth that a guard could not win a championship. It, it wasn't, wasn't going to happen. So even in that quote, when, when Bird gave Jordan his props, that he was all of that, there was still a lot of doubt, a lot of doubt about Mike, whether Mike could pull it off. And I think that, again, he's the GOAT now, right? So that starts to fade back into the background. But he was not always thought of as the GOAT. I, I always yeah. thought that quote was kind of funny because, you know, especially Bird, everybody knowing Bird being this amazing trash talker. It's like, well, yeah, he's, you know, God disguised Michael Jordan. But I feel like for Larry Bird, he could go back and be like, but I just beat God. It sounds good. <laughs> right, right, like, right. I feel like Bird said that quote and came game three back in the city. Hey, by the way, God, 0-2. Oh I like that. Exactly, exactly. But, but we're, but we're going to sweep you, right? He scored 63, but we beat him. Exactly. And I, and I can guarantee, well, I can't guarantee you, I don't know Larry Bird personally. Me and him don't hang out. But I'll bet even money that Bird, even when he said that quote, thought he was better than Mike. On that day, he thought he was better than Mike. Without as a, a full player. You know what I'm saying? Without, without a doubt. So, which, which, I, which I guess in full circle. Yeah, and and, and I've, I've, I've come around to the point where I'm kind of with you. I don't – I enjoy the LeBron and, and Jordan conversation. If LeBron is your GOAT, he's your GOAT. Now, if you're giving me foolish reasons why he's your GOAT, then that's, that's a different story. But I do feel like LeBron has almost separated himself from the Jordans, the Kobe's. Like he, it's almost like he's created this brand new lane. It's like this, this different form of basketball that he's, he's playing. And he separated himself where if we're just talking about basketball players, and that's, that's cool. But LeBron is, to me, he's just kind of put himself in this weird stratosphere where he has not done things like anybody else, right? Kobe won like Jordan. Jordan won like Magic. You know, Duncan won like Jordan and Magic and Kobe. Everybody's won the same, but LeBron is charting this completely different course that I don't really like. You said I don't really, I don't, I don't think anybody else could probably do. And if they do it, then what? Well, I think I think you said a good a good point, and that goes back to, and and I don't put Kobe in this bucket, right? But more people who have transformed the game, like showed you a game of basketball that before you saw it, you didn't know it existed. Right. I think Jordan was like that. We didn't know people could do stuff before Jordan did it. Right. Um, we didn't know you could be as big as Carl Malone. You could be Carl Malone and John Stockton. Right? That's who that's who LeBron is. He's Carl Malone and John Stockton at the same time. What the hell is that? Right. So he that's a whole new thing. Uh, Steph Curry shooting, shooting uh, 40 footers for no good reason. It was like, what? Like, you can't do that. Um, a Dirk Nowitzki, a seven, a seven foot white dude shooting jump shots. Winning, yeah. winning rings, killing people, and can't guard nobody, and killing people, right? With yeah. step back. Um, or, or, or KG. To me, there have been different players that when you saw them and you watched them play, you just went, you know, I didn't think, I didn't think you could do that. I thought that was illegal. It looks illegal because it looks too easy how he does it. Right. And LeBron is one of those guys. And his sustained excellence, I mean, the idea that we have in this conversation you described a conversation we had in like 2014. 2010. And not only was the conversation, 2005, not only was it valid then, but then this year he leads the leagues in assists and wins the championship. That's, and he's got a couple, I mean, so his sustained excellence is something that it's, it, it, it boggles my mind, man. I'm, I'm blown away. So I'm, I'm, I'm clear on, I think the arguments that a lot of MJ people use are incomplete. Six rings to me is, is incomplete. Um, not counting the wizard years is incomplete. Uh, not counting the fact that he took a couple years off twice is incomplete. Not counting the fact that he lost to the Orlando Magic when he came back in the, in the playoffs, didn't win a chip that year. Um, great career, but I think, it, and I think when you start adding the completeness to it, with, in, with LeBron's completeness, right, you can see failure, you can see success, right? You can see all of it as a full picture, as opposed to, I think that the, the whole kind of lionization, like Mike never lost, never missed a shot, right? Never passed the ball, but when he did, it was the right time. You yeah. know, that kind of thing, you kind of that's get stuck. weird. That, to me, that's the weird conversation to where if, if, if you and me are sitting here having this conversation, I can be a realistic Jordan fan, be like, hey, listen, for the 
first six years of his career, he ain't win nothing, right? And then for whatever reason, you know, LeBron fans are like, well, he went to nine straight, but well, yeah, you lost. But yeah, Jordan lost. So in a weird way, like everything that you just said, you know, like his wizard years, they didn't win, but he was still a 40 year old man getting buckets, <laughs> right? Now he also- Still getting buckets, right? It's still getting exactly. buckets. Now, was he, was he doing what LeBron is doing in year 17? Absolutely not. And LeBron's, yeah. Right. At, at that same time, I don't know how to compare it. How do you compare what LeBron is doing in year 17 at the age of 35 to what Mike was doing at year 13, but he was 40? It's, it's a, it's a, it's a weird. Right. I, you know, and I, and I think that's, I think it's impossible uh, because one, you know, health, is, I mean, had, had Jordan had the kind of health stuff that LeBron has Not nowadays, stars, technology, it a bit different, right? Um, if, but at the same time, like, so one, you got to say Mike didn't win in those wizard years, right? You got to give him that, right? But at the same time, you got to say Mike was getting buckets at 40. Like, Mike was legitimately one of the top 10, 12 players in the league at 40 years old. I mean, the, the two-handed block he had on Ron Mercer at 39 is like, what? Well, I mean, what, really? You know, so, you know, so it's, in other words, it's amazing and it's funny. The comparisons don't have to be perfect, right? They just all have, it's the good, you know, and the bad. You know, LeBron dragged a horrible Cleveland team, you know, to the finals. He lost. That's good and bad, right? It, it all is a part, of the, a part of the legacy. And so, you know, for me, it kind of whitewashed the bad stuff is then not to appreciate the good stuff enough. So Mike, Mike comes back after playing baseball fails that year against Orlando, one offseason, comes back and wins the chip with, um, with, with Rodman. That's, that's a hell of an accomplishment. But, it's, but if it's not in context, it looks like less of a, like it was just easy, like Mike just came back and ran the league. No, he didn't. He had to get back to Mike. You know, anyway. Yeah. I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm glad we finally had this. I'm glad we finally had that conversation. I, 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 I appreciate that. You're still wrong. Like, but I appreciate it. I feel like y'all kind of just had a, a a little coming to Jesus almost. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think it's more nuanced. I think anybody who knows their hoops really knows it. It's a it's a nuanced conversation. And if you really know basketball, you cannot win an argument saying that Michael Jordan is the GOAT. It's not the GOAT. You can't win that. I mean, Mike has enough credentials to be the GOAT. LeBron has enough credentials to be the GOAT. We just be here all day going back and forth. Now again, I mean, I, I like I love to say this to Kobe people. You're not a Kobe guy, are you? Breeze, you're a Kobe oh, guy. I, he's not. He's not my goat, but Kobe is my number two. Yes. He's your number two. I yes. tell you what. I want you to go. I want you to go to Wikipedia and you go to Basketball Reference, and I want you to find me one stat other than free throw percentage that Kobe has over LeBron. Go ahead. One. Find a stat. One. One points per game, career, LeBron, rebounds, LeBron, assists, LeBron, free throw, field goal percentage, LeBron, three point percentage, LeBron, career, totals, and uh, well, I think he had a total. I don't even have the totals yet, but he's gonna have them in a couple of years if he don't have them already. Look, Kobe doesn't average more points per game than LeBron. So, so no, no, I, 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 I get what he's doing. Obviously, I, I, I don't, I don't know you, Doc, but I know enough in this conversation mm -hmm. to know that you wouldn't ask me to do something that you haven't already done. I wouldn't, I wouldn't. It's, but, but, but the real key thing is that you, when I asked you, that kind of, that kind of boggled your mind, because that's what people don't look at like that. So here's the thing. So when I think of when I think of the goat conversation, I, mm -hmm. I, I would debate people about it just for the fun of it, because I like to yeah. debate people. Sure. If you have any of those three, if those three are your top three, or if LeBron's your go, or if Jordan's your go, I'm fine with that. Honestly, I really no, no, no. Kobe. Kobe doesn't get to hang out with them. I'm not letting yeah. Kobe in. The, I'm not let Kobe in the room. And, and I love Kobe. And that's what, Kobe. We, that's what we're going to defer, and, and that's okay too. Because and, and this and this is the reason why. No, it's it's not okay. No, here's 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 why it's all right for me, because. There's a different conversation between legacy and the player. 
like you know the, the thing about Jordan that you mentioned that the people that people want to whitewash the, the things that he didn't do well mm-hmm. or they want to act like the losses didn't happen part of that is because of the legacy Jordan's legacy is so much bigger than actually what he did on the court at this point right. I have my nieces I got a niece in middle school and a niece in high school they they probably never even seen a, a Jordan game the Jordan game you can go find a Jordan game on YouTube they've right. never seen one of them but they love Jordan shoes because mm-hmm. his legacy is so much bigger than him. When you have that GOAT conversation, to me, you're talking about, you have to define, if you really want to get to the nuances of, are you talking about somebody's legacy? Are you talking about their accomplishments on the court? If you talk about on the court, it's hard to say that anybody has done more than LeBron has done on the court. But when you talk about legacy, to me, Jordan's legacy is so much bigger than LeBron's because he did what he did when he did it. And to the point that Paul made earlier, he made basketball global. He was a global, he was the first global basketball player to that level. So I'm okay putting Kobe in that conversation. And if you don't want to put Kobe in, that's fine too. To me, when I think of legacy, Kobe's legacy is is big like that. Nope. Nope. I, I can't do it. I can't. And, and again, this is no disrespect to Kobe. And um, you know, rest in peace. Uh, an incredible ball player. Um, but uh, on the court, he was a carbon copy of Mike, but not as good. Right? So, I mean, so that's, that's one. So he wasn't uh, a game changer because he was a carbon copy of Mike. He was a great player, but not a game changer. So you don't get the game changer argument. You look at stats. Most of the stats that he's done really well, and it's just for longevity, right? He wasn't an incredible – there, there were a period of years when he was an incredible scorer, but over the life of his, 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 his career – um, there were scorers who were better than him. Uh, he wasn't an exceptional passer or an exceptional rebounder. He was, he was a good ball player. Um, and while we have a lot of memories of him being clutch, if you pull the clutch statistics, well, there's a lot of players who are better than he was. Now, now again, I, I'll, I'll give you this. When you took a look at his career averages, the idea that he didn't start in his first three years have a, a huge impact on that. And that's where you were supposed to come back at me, right, and take those out. And that would have been legitimate, right? Well, I was actually, I was actually so, going to come back at you on the. Wait, wait, hold on, wait, wait, wait. I was actually going to come back at you on the scoring thing because he's a top five scorer all time. Until LeBron came along, he was top three. Le- LeBron so you can't say there was a bunch of scorers that were better than him when he's top three all time. I'm telling you, LeBron James averages more points per game for his career than Kobe Bryant, and does, that but, surprises a lot of people. Since Kobe is the scorer, I don't know. So well, we already. Well, we already know that LeBron does everything else better, and he yeah, also you, happens to average more points. But you I mean, said that you said that Kobe. There were a bunch of scores that were better than him, and he, that can't be true because he's top. He was top. He's top five all time. That can't no, be I, was, true. I, I was talking about average, but your point okay, is going to take, all I'm saying is, points per game. I'm saying is, if you were to say Kobe does X better than LeBron, what would you say it was? To me, so for me personally, I think yes, Kobe sir, was a. I think Kobe was a better leader. So my, one of my biggest knocks on LeBron is I don't think he always gets the best of the guys around him. I think throughout his career, he's gotten better at that. But to go into the finals he did, he dragged that garbage Cleveland team to the 07 finals. Mo Williams had had a good regular season. And then now when it matters the most, to me, LeBron wasn't able to get the most out of Mo Williams. Yeah, look. I think so. Uh, hold on one second. We, we ordered for how y'all doing podcast people. Oh, talk to the person. Um, that's my wife trying to get the food from Uber Eats. No, um, no, that's all right. So, so to me, sometimes I, I felt like there were times in LeBron's career where he had people around him. And he wasn't always able to get the most out of those people. Guys play with Kobe, like an Andrew Bynum, and actually end up getting a legitimate contract. Andrew Bynum was always a bum. But Kobe, for whatever reason, was able to get the most out of Andrew Bynum. Jordan was able to get the most out of Luke Longley. You know what I mean? To to get them to do their absolute best, and then they were able to win championships. I don't feel like LeBron has always done that with his teammates. Can I can I More. add on? Can I add on to that point real quick? Because please please do because it'll make it easier when I respond to both of you. If you just respond to because because I think we've also had this conversation. Me and Breeze have had this conversation before, and in that first finals. Um, again, when you're talking about the, the legacy of something, I think that the fact that, that MJ is 6-0 and makes him seem like he's this mythical figure that just can never be beat. 
right? right? Once he gets there, he can you can't beat him, right? So even when he's there, he puts on his best performance. I can't recall any time MJ's gotten to the finals or even when he's gotten to the playoffs, even that time against the, the Magic. His points were there. I mean, if you want to say a, a guy, you know, fresh off of retirement and coming and played 12 regular season games, all right, fine. He didn't have his legs. He still had a really good series. So once he gets there, he himself is still the man on that court. That first, that first finals with the, with the Cavs, LeBron played terribly. Him and his team played terribly, right? When he's his first finals with uh, the Heat, he played terribly. So when LeBron gets there, he's not always the best person, the best player on the, 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 the floor, even though he's the best player on the floor. You never have that situation with Michael Jordan. So I'll, I'll say this, and, and I think that um, let, me, let, me, let me go to Breeze first. What was Breeze made of? Thank you, Breeze. I done forgot because you didn't pick his point up. Now I done forgot. Breeze, what was what was the what was the crux of your point? I'm gonna come to Aaron after you because I got to get you first. Wait, wait, go ahead and go ahead and go after him, and then we'll rehash mine. Go, go after go after him. First. Okay, I think that um, basketball is a very interesting sport because you got to have a better team. Seven game series, you don't win if you don't have a better team. Um, the the year they lost to Orlando, the Bulls. Before they got Rodman, right? So this is a Bulls team that does not have Horace Grant, nor does it have Dennis Rodman. That Bulls team was not good enough to win a championship. Now, the team lost in the Eastern Conference Finals. We could have very well have lost. Second round. Second Second round. round. He could have very well lost in the Eastern Conference Finals or lost in the Finals. But that team wasn't. Mike, Mike has always needed that kind of help, right? He needs another good wing. He needs a good. He needs. He needs a. He needs somebody who can be a, a pseudo big man, right? But can do other things. That team wasn't. That team wasn't going to win. And it wasn't whether Mike was Mike. Mike wasn't Mike. Had Mike been Mike, he would have pushed him a little farther. But that team. That team wasn't going to win. And before Mike had Horace and Scotty, and they was already with a Hall of Fame coach, Mike was putting up big numbers. Mike was Mike. Mike was the best player on the court. Mike was the best player on the court when they lost to the Celtics. But they lost because the team, that, that team wasn't there, right? So I think that when we compare, if we compare finals and finals, that's the argument that always puts LeBron in a tough match. Because he had a tough, he didn't play well against um, Dallas in, in 11. Um, I don't really count the one that he lost against the Spurs, and I think it was 07. By the way, uh, Omar, here's what's incredible. And I don't think you'll ever see this happen again. Mo Williams made the All-Star team. He did. I want you to, I want you to think about the last regular season. No, 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 no. He didn't. I want you to go back and look at it. Mo Williams made the All-Star team because they couldn't figure out how one player, only one All-Star on the team. LeBron got two All-Star spots that year. Go back and look. That's the same as, as when BJ, BJ Armstrong, Aaron, went to the uh, All-Star game when Mike retired. Right? The Bulls were playing so well. They was like, you know, we got to give a little love to BJ. And, you know, maybe he's Jordan incarnate. He got two all-star spots in one year. You ain't never seen that happen. And you'll never see that Look it up. Look, I, I'm saying if you, if you look up Mo Williams' stats, if you look at his pedestrian, and again, shout out to Mo Williams, coach at Alabama State, doing great things at HBCUs. And look, every one of these players we're talking about is so much better than me that I probably shouldn't be talking about nobody. But, but look up his stats. And then you tell me that, that, that All-Star game. No, he's looking it up now. And, you, and you're going, for real? Look at this. Look at you. You keep talking. Well, it wasn't. Okay, I'll, I'll keep talking. Uh, so I think, I think with Aaron, the, generally the conversation is, I think if you compare all of Mike's playoffs and all of LeBron's playoffs, some of his teams made it to the finals, but they weren't going to win. Um, for for LeBron, some of Mike's teams didn't make it to the finals, but had they made it to the finals, they won't go in. And so, and that's just you know, you can't just have the best player. It don't work I, like that. And I guess at that point, that's that's the beauty of of you know having enough uh, enough data to not have to do the what ifs, right? We can do the whole what if on right. Right. Uh, Derrick Rose. What what happens if D Rose doesn't get hurt? <sighs> Miami and Chicago are going to go back and forth in the Eastern Conference for a while if he doesn't get hurt. Right. But we have enough, you know, we have a big enough sample size of both of these people yeah. to where 
we can actually put that on paper. You know, what do you do in in these games when this happens? When this happens, that's all. And and your guy, yeah. oh. your guy's not always that guy. It, 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 hey, look. No, and the real key is nobody is always that guy, right? That's why we look at averages and wins over career. Mike, Mike didn't go 82 and 0. There were no seasons when he went 82 and 0. There were some nights when he wasn't the guy. Now, I remember Omar. I remember you, Breeze. I'm coming back to you. You say you don't make teammates better. Back up. That's what you said. Um, I think actually, and this is real talk. I'm not. Even, I'm gonna say it cool because I mean this so seriously. I don't think there's ever been a player in the NBA that made teammates better than LeBron. I don't think there's ever been somebody who's been able to cover up weaknesses more than LeBron. Because he's such a skilled player and can do so much that he can do what you can. He might be the perfect fit for everybody, right? So LeBron could have played with Mike. Mike couldn't have played with Mike. Think about that for a minute. Michael Jordan could not have played with Michael Jordan. That wouldn't have worked. LeBron could play with Mike, and LeBron could play with LeBron, right? Because one of them will take one role. So here's the reason I disagree on that. Because because somebody like – it's almost like when Pau Gasol came to the Lakers. Kobe – they said Kobe could – people couldn't play with Kobe. Nobody wanted to play with Kobe. He was too hard to deal with, da 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 Kobe just wanted you to put forth your absolute best effort. Whatever your best was, he demanded that from you. And I think he, that mentality is very similar to Jordan. Jordan, almost, he demanded Pippen be the best version of himself. And it just so happened the best version of Pippen is really, really, really good. No, no, I don't, so I don't, always, I don't always feel that. I feel like, yes, on the court, LeBron does make a lot of things easier for a lot of people because he can do so many things. But I don't always feel like he draws the best out of his teammates. You, you hear about you know, the story of Jordan punching Kerr in the nose. Kerr goes out and hit a game winner. Boy. He did things like that that demanded the absolute best. Because he, he's, if I know you can do better, then I'm going to demand you do better. And I don't feel like LeBron always does that. So you're saying, you're saying, because you got to be careful now. You got to be careful. You're saying that the Bobby Knight School of Leadership is the leadership that you think is the most appropriate and most effective in athletics. Now there are multiple. There are multiple. There are multiple I'm ways saying, of leading. I'm there just are multiple saying. Multiple ways of leading. Because if you're saying, because because Mike and Aaron Aaron will attest to this, there are tons of players who play with Michael Jordan who never played again. Like who he ruined in practice because of the kind of guy yeah. he was. And that wasn't that wasn't all just that wasn't all because he was trying to draw the best out of him. Some of that was a, that last dance. And again, look, as a leadership exercise, that is the worst kind of leadership. The fact that it worked does not go against how it happened. That it is, worked. if you had a boss like that, you would quit. They couldn't quit. Wait, but the, <laughs> the, end, the end justifies the means. Does it? Does they it? Won. Does it? Yeah. No, 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 It doesn't. That's that is the fallacy of the United States of America. The capitalist system, and follow me here. The capitalist system denotes that if you win, if you have the most money, if you do this, then what you did to get it must be right. It's the same logic that has people believing that a certain individual that may happen to be president of the United States currently somehow must be smart because he has money. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. So, now, in a, so, in a no, political realm, not, I'm not with it. In the political I'm, realm, I don't, buy, I don't abide by it. But in the on the basketball court, it, it worked for it worked for Jordan. It no, worked no. for Kobe. Let me ask you this question. Here's, here's the real thing. If Jordan was half the player, would it have worked? No. You know, you Jordan. have to be great yourself. No, no. Jordan was one of the best players, who who was physically gifted incredibly skilled and talented, incredible footwork and kept himself in high condition. That's what won the Bulls championships. It wasn't Jordan's leadership. Well, you can't leave from the bat. (laughs) Some people can't, but I'm I'm just saying though, Jordan was so good that his fault, that he was able to overcome his own faults. 
you know, in, in, a, in a weird way to you, in, in a weird way to that point, you know, then that was that was a great quote, by the way. I, I like how we go from sports to economics to that. I like that little 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 yeah. euro step. So <laughs> the, the crazy thing about that, though, in certain in certain spectrum, in certain places in life, certain things work and certain things won't work. Right. The same way we're talking about if you if, if you listen to a couple of the podcasts. I, I usually uh, communicate from the land of um, misfit quarterbacks, right? Because mm. the Bears just can't get it right, okay? That's right. And now if you want to, you could completely tear down the Bears and try to rebuild it. The same way the Cubs did it, you know, tear the whole thing down. That doesn't necessarily work in football the way we work in baseball, right? Acquire talent, trade them off, try to get good high draft picks. That might work in baseball. It's been proven to work. That formula may not work in basketball. It may not work in football, right? So Jordan's leadership to a bunch of high, highly competitive people mm. could potentially work. For people who just have a you know, cool Kwame Brown type mentality, no, nah, that ain't going to work. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna shrivel and he's going to be out the league in two years. But most athletes who get to that level of competition usually want to be pushed, right? You hear quotes from Jimmy Butler. I want to be coached harder. Coach me harder. Other guys don't. So once you get to that point, I think Michael Jordan's brand of leadership would work in that setting. Maybe not everywhere else in the corporate world or in academics. It wouldn't work there, but for them, it works. You know what? You just came up with a perfect example. So thank you very much. Thank you very much. Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is a perfect example. He is, he is, now, again, it's a different generation. I'm not sure he punches people and does stuff that Jordan was doing. But I think Jimmy Butler would agree that he's not Michael Jordan. Yeah. Right. And how many chips he got? He has zero. I'm just, I know, but my point is not whether Jimmy Butler is a good or bad player. I'm just saying that the thing, when you look at the players who have won the chips, they are the most talented. Now, we can put all the other stuff on top of it, leadership and this, that, and the other. But they were supremely good on the court and i don't buy that they were necessarily the best leaders there are other people who might have been good leaders but leadership in and of itself ain't gonna get you there if you don't have a talent oh, to absolutely. push it. and you can even be a bad leader i would say if you are that physically gifted these guys are some of the most hard working they push themselves and they push other people sometimes negatively um but i but back to because i still haven't got to breeze i still haven't gotten it. Look, look, to me, the best example of how much you can pull out of a team is what that team does when you leave, how they perform when you're there, and how they perform when you're not. LeBron's teams, and you've seen it, it is historical. When he's on the squad, they're here. And right when he leaves, they're here. And those players don't go anywhere else. And do the role players who've all played for LeBron with LeBron, you name them. And you tell me another team they went to and where they performed. Anderson Verjao, uh, Zadrunas Ilgauskas, uh, Shane Battier. Um, you can name uh, Mario Chalmers. You're talking about players who was names until LeBron decided they weren't names no more. And then they weren't names. People was talking about them like they might be somebody. Omar Cassidy. I'm not, not Omar Cassidy. I'm talking about the, the other guy in Cleveland, the um, guy at the end of the bench. But they're players who start to get a little rep when they play with LeBron. Uh, 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 I, I say Caruso right now, right? Or, or, or KCP. You didn't hear about him before LeBron. Now you hear about him. And when it's over, it's going to be something different. So LeBron Great. has got more people, more Tristan Thompson has got more people, more money oh, than any player in existence. There's See, so I'm many. Gonna use, I'm going to use your own argument against you real quick. There and you then we're going to wrap it up. Okay. Uh, Unkshay had, had a question he wanted to ask you, and we'll close out with that. But real quick, you talked about guys being so supremely good, they yeah. covered up their own mistakes, and mm -hmm. the guys around him, I think that's what you're talking about with LeBron. He's I, just I so, so supremely good. It doesn't matter that Matthew Dellavedova really ain't like that. Jelly. <laughs> the fact that LeBron is just so right. good, it almost makes the thing like, huh. Maybe Matthew. No, Matthew the Devil Dover is not like that. He's not. No, you're right. That is, and that is, the, for me, that is the point. I think there's some guys, that's, that's what really makes the GOAT, is that you start talking about people
who ain't the GOAT who played with him. You know, gotcha. you start to elevate people like uh, Jamal Wilkes and Draymond Green. And, and you know, you, you start to think of other players as even more exciting. And they are talented. Every player in the NBA is supremely talented. But you take some of these role players off of some of these teams, and, you know, Horace Grant, Horace Grant goes to Orlando. He wasn't that dude. Scottie Pippen goes away from Chicago. He wasn't that dude, right? So it, it, I think that just shows how incredible the talent is and how much they can do on the court. And to me, that overpowers. People call it leadership, but it ain't. Mike was so – man, I would have averaged five points a game playing with Mike. And we'd have won two rings, not six, only two. We'd have won only two rings. Two. I played with LeBron, I'd have averaged, averaged eight points. Every guy who went by me, he would have blocked a shot. He, he might have had me on the defensive player of the year award. You know what I'm saying? So, stop, stop. But, stop. Okay, all right. That's too much. That's too much. All right. All right. Ask, ask Unk's question. All right. So, let's, so let's, let, this is how we're going to seal it. Um, again, this is, this is from Unk Shay. He wants to ask you this one. We yeah. need your Mount Rushmore, your, your NBA Mount Rushmore. Hmm. Okay, I'm giving you, you two, two Mount, Mount Rushmore. I'm giving you two Mount Rushmores. I'm okay. first just um, no, no, no. I'm gonna give you one impact on the game, right? So not just best player, but impact on the game. Um, Mike, LeBron. You know, there's something. There's something incredible about Steph Curry that okay. it's so hard to place him and put him. He, he's not in the goat conversation. He's not even one of the best players of all time. But, man, there will be people shooting from half court soon. Steph Curry. Um, uh, and, um, and Dirk. I think Dirk was – Dirk, in some ways, was the real commitment to positionless basketball. You know? I, like I mean, that. other people had been a part of that. You talk about KG. Um, Brad Sellers, even before that, as a seven-foot uh, uh, small forward, right? I, know, I, 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 do, I do this so you know I'm a real Bulls fan, right? Keith Van Horn. There were other players, but but Dirk was kind of the first where you said, nope, we're going to let him do his – we're not going to adapt his game to the NBA. We're going to let him do his game, right? Um, uh, and then as a, just, just for fun, as a coach, man, I mean, I, Don Nelson was to me the most wow. – innovative. Don Nelson was the first guy to consistently say, I'm going to put the best five guys I got on the court, which is what people are doing now. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, Mike D'Antoni kind of picks that up from him and says, you know, we can play smaller. But I mean, Nelly has been doing that since, since the Milwaukee Bucks and Paul Pressey being the point, point forward for the Bucks back in the day uh, with Sidney Moncrief. I mean, my, I mean, Aaron, my, 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 my hoops go back. Like I, I know the 70s too, right? I, I'm not playing with y'all. Um, so, I mean, but, but, but it's all love to, I mean, Kareem, you know, changed his name, 20 seasons, Skyhook. Um, you know, so I, I, I could keep going. But I, okay. those, when I think of the, the players who just changed the whole thing and, and changed what you thought of basketball was, I like those four. I can respect. Right now, your four goats, though. Your four goats. My four goats. Give, us two. Give me your four. Uh, your four, four best all time. That you know what's messed up. Now that's making me rethink my other list. So uh, Mike, LeBron, um, in no order. I'll leave that for y'all to argue. Um, I like Magic in that conversation. It's messed up that Magic's prime was so short. You know, he had a shorter career than a lot. Hey, man, Bird, um, um, Magic. Uh, I'm gonna I'm I'm go with Kareem. I think he's he's vastly underrated, um, but but Kareem. And then I mean, and then the guy you want to put in is 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 Shaq. You know, because he also had a a shorter prime that he needed to have and didn't last as long as we needed to because he was out of shape. But God, I mean, he was. Yeah, Shaq. Shaq was a different kind of beast. This is kind of Shaq. Shaq. Shaq is another guy that got other people paid. So Shaq was so big and so talented that every team had to have a guy who was 800 pounds just to guard Shaq. So you got guys like Greg Ostertag and Jim McElvain, people who were making money just, to, yeah. just like who wouldn't play today, but the league needed them because you had to guard Shaq. And so that was just, you know, that, that was anyway. I'm sorry, man. I, 
Y'all got me excited. I ain't hate no damn. I can do this all day, brother. All day. Listen, I, I, I know I know you can talk ball all day. We could do the same, man. But I, I wish we had more hours in the day. But we're gonna wrap it up, man. Doc, we appreciate you, man. Yes. Hey, man. We still, all love, all love to y'all, man. We yeah, still got to link back up and, and and catch a catch a game in the city one of these days, man. We still been doing that for for years now. Yo, man, when COVID is over, we're definitely gonna do that. You know, yeah, one. Man. Thank y'all, Breeze and Pump and and Aaron, man. Look, it is. Um, it is a pleasure to see the, the man you have grown into and to watch them kids and have you grow up and, 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 and be the kind of father and husband that you are. I'm proud of you, man. Real proud of you. Yeah. I appreciate yeah, that. Very nice. Well, all right, y'all. We appreciate y'all tuning in to another really dope episode of the Somebody Said Podcast. Again, we have had the ultimate pleasure of having Dr. Abdullah join us, uh, talking from the perspective of a president, president of Virginia State University, but then also just giving us some real talk in regards to, to basketball and dropping some history on us. Again, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at Somebody Said Pod. Follow us on Instagram, Somebody Said Podcast. Uh, we're going to continue to have super dope episodes like this. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Yes, sir. Go the